Some, there's going to have to be an environmental review of your bunk bed. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Before I explain what that's all about, I'm still reading this article in the National Review from, uh, what's her name? Catherine Timpf, but she goes by Cat. Cat? Cat Timpf, T-I-M-P-F. Uh, once you see her, you'll never forget her because she's a, a really hot, skinny little blonde chick with big black glasses, and she's hilarious. She's actually a stand-up comedian, uh-huh. and she's on Fox regularly, and she does conservative commentary and is a stand-up comedian. But she'd written this piece in the National Review about the various trigger words that they're ruling against at Michigan State University. Now, this is for real, right? This is completely 100% for okay. real, which is, is mind-blowing. Avoid using words and phrases such as but... B-U-T, as in, like, however. Uh, I apologize, no problem, and other phrases because they're triggers. We want to use calming words and phrases, not triggering words and phrases. Now, let me ask you something. You mentioned triggers. Is that, you You mean you set people off? Your triggers for... Well, the example we gave earlier is you don't want to say to somebody, oh, no problem, because that suggests that they may have been a problem, and they'll feel like they could have been a problem, and will... And this is all... So yeah, con- effing made up. I almost said an right, F-bomb, which I right. don't want to say even on the podcast. Right. Nobody actually reacts this way, but these weirdos actually <laughs> believe this shit that they're telling college students. And in college students, because you're 19 and you're paying a lot of money and everybody's been telling you your whole life is college where you go and all the smart people talk to you. So 19-year-olds are hearing this crap and thinking, well, I guess this must be true because this is what I'm being told by the smart people. Right. That if you say, no problem, that is offensive because you're suggesting they may have been a problem. Oh, anyway, this is stuff God. is true. Yes, and, and yes, in the in the modern vernacular, yeah. Marshall, a trigger is is a term for a phrase that that may has the potential to upset, upset or set somebody off. Uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay, yeah. but as Cat Timp pointed out, no problem. Saying no problem is the opposite of telling somebody they might be a problem. Right. See, that's the whole point of the word no in problem. So right. I added the additional word. And and Michigan State University says replace the word but with and. Which Sean said correctly is that's a different word. Those are different words. So you you had the thing like you could replace but with however, but, like that's another word that <laughs> right. means something similar. But Cat Timp wrote on that part. Speaking of what words means, it's completely ridiculous to say that you can replace the word but with the word and. They are totally different words. They mean totally different things. Do things sometimes come after the word but that might bum you out? Sure. For example, I love you, but I don't want to be with you anymore. That hurts. The thing is, though, approximately zero people would say that the word but was the part of the sentence that hurt them. (laughs) And about the same number of people would probably say that the sentence being, I love you and I don't want to be with you anymore, would make them feel any better. The only difference it would make is that it would make less sense. (laughs) It's just, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Anyway, um... I, I, I can't get enough of that. I'm uh, both I'm both amused and interested and horrified that right. this is a real thing. Right. Anyway, back to uh, my son's bunk bed. So I mentioned my seven-year-old Henry is renting out his uh, top bunk to his nine-year-old brother, Sam, because right. Sam has too much stuff in his room. And, and it's a, two bucks a week? Yeah. So uh, Sam Sam is a bit of a, uh, well, he's not a neat person. And, uh, and Henry's fairly organized and neat. And Sam's got stuff everywhere. 
And I don't remember whose idea it was. I don't know if Henry suggested it to him anyway, but the idea came of, Sam, I'll let you store stuff on my top bunk, but you're going to have to pay me $2 a week for that. Was there any negotiation of, of how right. much, or was it just, a, just this, this with is that, the price? And, and Sam thought, oh, that's fantastic. Now, initially, Laura, right. my wife, jumped in with, "You, we can't have you renting, having storage lockers that you rent out in your room. <laughs> I said, I think it's fantastic. She said, okay. So he's, he's renting out his top bunk for $2 right. a week, and then there's... A penalty if you spill any food or drink up there, that's an extra $2. So there's a... Uh, now I'm assuming their income comes from allowance and chores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you willing to share what percentage of his weekly allowance is going to his rental unit? Shoot, what is it right now? I think they get... I think they get a dollar a day for sweeping out the barn. Okay. So they would make $7 a week. Okay. Oh, that's about right. 30% of your housing income is right, supposed exactly. to... exactly. <laughs> your personal income goes for housing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, now, was there a first and last required on this? Is anything in writing? Well, uh, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. So they're both learning something from right. this. A little entrepreneurship. I just, I want to decide. I hate to crush Henry's spirit so young, but I'd like to teach him about the real world and come in as the landlord and oh. say, for instance, as the owner of the home. Uh, I probably should be getting at least twenty five percent of that two dollars every single day, and then. There's some environmental concerns. Have you had this looked at to see if there are any poisonous gases leaking out? Yeah. What sort of hazardous, are any hazardous materials being Are you stored, paying right? any sort of insurance? He's climbing up and down this ladder. Ladders are one of the most dangerous things in the world. You need to have some insurance. If he falls and scrapes his knee, you're going to end up having to pay for that. So he's going to need insurance. And this doesn't appear to me to be earthquake retrofitted. If an earthquake <laughs> should hit this really wobbly Ikea, I put it together bunk bed, oh who knows what's going to happen? Right. I think you should have to pay me $5 right now for earthquake insurance. <laughs> For earthquake retrofitting, yes, yes. We need to bring this up to code. Exactly. Yeah. This is not. It's clearly not up to code. Well, was the last I know. Time you tested these sprinklers. Yeah. I put it together, so right. I know it's not up to code. So that means you just take some bigger nails and hammer them into the side of the uh, bunk bed and said, "There it is, retrofitted." Five bucks. Yeah. You know, it's funny, funny, and not funny at the same time. Yeah. Is if I hit him with all the things that would actually happen to him if he was trying to start a business, he would he would just decide I don't. He'd just say screw it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Which is what happens to a lot of people. That's what happened to me and my wife when we bought our original farm. We were going to rent it out to board horses because it had seventeen horse stalls. Right. And we thought this is cool. Lots of people with horses. They want to board them. We'll charge people fifty bucks a month or whatever to keep their horse there. And and then then I found out. And the reason I mentioned earthquake retrofit that's what the county told me well you got to get this barn earthquake i don't live anywhere close to where an earthquake is going to likely hit and it's completely flattened and another run but i had earthquake retrofitting you have to have handicap ramps sprinklers all these different things that, that i didn't have and then just quickly realized well i'm not going to do this i right. can't do this i'm right. picturing a future six to eight months from now where uh where young 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 sam's the entrepreneur correct no, Henry, Henry no, Henry's the Henry, entrepreneur. Yes. Where young Henry starts showing up to dinner in suits. <laughs> right? Like, maybe it's because he's watched Boss Baby so many times. Yes. I mean, like the little, the little kid with the, the cigar and right, the, uh, the right. suits and everything. Yeah, He'll have an assistant at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think what you got to do, I might pull him aside and whisper to him, you wait till Sam gets a bunch of stuff up there. And then refills his room in with other crap, which he will do. So now, as happens to all of us with rental units, right? This is what you do. You move them in there. Everybody thinks they're just going to put it in there for a little while. Right. And it it's ends temporary. up staying there forever. That's where the storage wars comes from. You leave it in there till you die. Right. And it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Because you fill in your garage with other crap. So now you need the rental unit. Sam's going to do that. Then I tell Henry, this is where you tell him, I've raised it a dollar. 
Because there's no getting out now. He's not going to bring that stuff back down off the bunk bed or find a place for it. You're raising a dollar. He's got to pay you. And he he may have piled more stuff up there, which would also increase the rent. I I feel like I'm I'm on team wife on this one where you can have him learning about the business thing, but you can't start price gouging your brother. Right. Being a slumlord. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Only renting to certain races. I don't want to be like Donald Sterling. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Anyway, we'll see how that turns out. I'll keep you all updated. Yes, let, let us know how long this goes on for. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that's it.